Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. With each episode, our diverse and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention, together, to breathe, to reflect, and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice that we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. On today's episode, we welcome Sean Harper. Sean is a former NFL offensive lineman who played a total of seven seasons in the NFL and NFL Europe, and now the founder and CEO of American Services and Protection, as well as Bridge Builders International. Sean is a highly sought after motivational speaker and author. Sean, I'm down here in Houston, Texas. I heard you, you used to play for the Oilers. You know, long, long, long time ago. You know, I didn't even finish out the entire season, but that's when Jack Party was the head coach. It was a blast, though. Great team. Yeah. Funny team. Yeah. Yeah. Just reading a little bit on your background and your story, I thought was just a really amazing one. I love any progressive story that talks about overcoming limitations to accomplish. And yours in particular is a, a really wonderful story in terms of what you overcame as a young man to then go on and accomplish all the things you've accomplished. I mean, to date, you played in the NFL for the Rams, Oilers, Colts, and then over in Europe. Yes. How long? That was a total of seven years all combined. Three in the NFL, three and a half over in NFL Europe. So pretty close to seven years. And then today, CEO of American Services and Protection, which supports people with individual protective services, right? Yeah, it was just a no-brainer for me, being an offensive lineman, to be able to carry this over to protecting clients like I protect running backs and quarterbacks. That's brilliant. That's such a great analogy. Your clients are your quarterbacks. That's right. And then beyond that, you still are on the speaking circuit. So this is what I love. You are literally on the professional speaking circuit, CEO of a company, NFL player. But if we go back to the very beginning of your story, tell us a little bit about going from the challenges that you had as a youth to what you do now. Yeah, I'm probably the least likely an individual to make it to this level. Born in the south side of Columbus, Ohio, documented with four to five learning disabilities, stuttered my entire life, couldn't complete a sentence till college kicked out of schools for disciplinary issues, left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT, out of 154 seniors to graduate. My academic ranking was 154. I can imagine that. Voted most likely to fail. And to be really honest, everything I just mentioned is the edited version. You don't have to get into the extreme poverty, one of six kids, father physically abusing me. It, It was bad. It was really horrific. But I was able to find something. And what I was able to find was the win. And what I mean by that is that every single one of us, we are created to win. We're born to win. Success is a man-made construct. There's no such thing as success. They give it to you. Society prescribes it to you. But you're not created to be successful. You're created to win, which is why even down to a physiological standpoint, you know, hormones that you release, the excitement, the dopamine, all of that is predicated and based off of winning. Along the lines, third or fourth grade, we're taught a new concept and the concept is called success. So they stripped away a lot of the win. 
To me, winning is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, socially, emotionally, financially, obviously. And legacy, that is the complete win. Well, society, what they've done, a great job, is that they stripped away, you know, everything else, and they kept maybe one or two aspects of winning, popularity, financials, and now they pushed everybody in that direction. One of the reasons why a lot of people are incomplete, upset, depressed, lacking in so many other areas of their life is because they're on a success model versus a win model. But then I was able to put myself on a win model, and I looked at my goals, dreams, aspirations, and I looked at it from a winner's perspective, as if I've already won it, as if you've already obtained it. Now that changes your perspective. And I began to attack, not address, but to attack areas of the life or areas of my life that I wanted to accomplish. If life is a game, you play to win. You know, I, I love that. And one of the, the things that I do outside of this podcast is I actually, uh, we run a coaching program for youth, not athletic coaching, but, you know, mentality, emotional intelligence, confidence, goal setting, vision. And we not too long ago started working with foster youth. And the reason I just bring that up is I, I think what you talk about in your early story, I talk to students that have similar backgrounds. And I think you know, if any of them end up listening to this, I, I just would love to hear just a little bit on what was the turning point? I mean, you know, we call this the Action Catalyst podcast. We're always kind of zoning in on that. What was it that flipped a switch that made you dive into pushing through education and everything else? Well, first of all, just let me say I'm extremely interested in your actual coaching program. Everywhere I'm going, it's like youth, 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 youth. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to go get them. But what changed in me was being catapulted into the cornfields of Mason City, Iowa. I went to a junior college in Mason City, Iowa. Right. It's like 26,000 blonde hair, blue eyes. Everyone's last name is Schneider. Okay. I'm in the cornfield. <laughs> I'm in the cornfield. Totally different mindset. I'm, I'm, and where am I? Now, check it out. If you call the seed potential, then the soil is the culture. And I was able to germinate that seed in a different culture. Everything that was placed in me, once you put it in a certain situation and circumstances, it begins to germinate. And unfortunately, and this is, man, this is bad, but unfortunately, a lot of people, they're not able to change because they're not able to change their culture, their environment. And that's the one of the first things associations have to change. Mm. The people you hang with, people who, who you talk to, people who, who you consult with, it has to change. If we put our energy on the culture of the family, the culture of the workplace, the culture of our community, man, I tell you what, you could take an average, a sub-average seed and turn it into a bumper crop. Look at the uh, recent Super Bowl champions, the Rams. Now, understand this. Von Miller was considered to be a washup. Odin Beckman Jr. was a washup. The starting quarterback was with Detroit. He was a washup. The left tackles played that game. He played with, guess who? Cincinnati. They got rid of him two years ago. He was a washup. What was the difference? The difference was the culture. The Rams have and have and has an amazing culture to take these individuals, these tainted seas, whatever you want to say, and turn them into bumper crops. Mm. Culture. Culture is a big thing, obviously, in you know the business realm. It's, it's not just in athletics. What's the crossover? What do you see when you look at a Sports culture, I, I always think of high 
obviously highly competitive in a lot of ways, but there's got to be a balance to that. And But what, what are the crossovers in culture? What are the defining factors in culture that you see in really great sports organizations that transfer to business organizations? Well, first thing you have to do is that you have to redefine the corporate culture. A lot of you know, mid or major corporations, the C-suites and above, you know, win, win, win the numbers, win this, the projections, this, market share. So think about the words I'm using, you know, market share, stealing influence in business from your competitor. You know, give a cute name called market share, we'll figure out fine. Making your numbers, either A, you made the numbers or you didn't make your numbers. Let's just get all that out of the way. Let's get black and white. Let's say win-loss. Creating that culture is, first, you have to redefine it as this is a winning culture. Okay, we are here to win. Now, win now fosters automatically teamwork. It fosters collaboration because we're all working together for the win. And everyone who participates whether this much, this much, or a whole bunch is appreciated, respected, and honored a lot of times the same. The kicker, he celebrates as if he was the quarterback. He ain't scored no touchdown. No, we scored a touchdown. In the locker room, in the culture, the win is the win is the win. And everyone's excited and everyone participates in. And that's what has to be accentuated in corporate. What's going on with the PR? What's going on with HR? Are they winning? Well, then you ain't winning. Hmm. the entire culture has to win together or we lose together, period. 100%. You see it at a lot in corporate America. There's kind of different levels of how people relate to each other. And a lot of corporate America is, there's a lot of internal not winning together. It's in order for me to win, you have to lose, but you're on my team, right? It's like, I need to be better than you. I want to speak for a very prominent, I'm not going to mention the name, better not mention this name, organization. And as I'm speaking for this organization, there was a small group, maybe like 25, maybe 20 people. And they all put up screen blockers on their laptop, every single one of them. So no one else could see what they're typing. And I'm like, wow, this is a bad culture. Because mm, you got to hide your work from someone else. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, one of the parts of your story I'm just fascinated with, and I think it comes back to the culture piece you're talking about. There's got to be some mentors, people that played a positive influence in your your development of that vision and progression. I mean, were, were there some people that you were able to latch on to that encouraged you or was it the total opposite? And there's, there was no one that believed and that just had this chip on your shoulder that really pushed you through a lot of, of that challenge. Yeah. So one of the most genius and fascinating things that my mom did is that she made me play football. I didn't want to play football. She made me play. And finally, one day, she broke down and told me why. She said, I was a single mom and you needed to be around men. Mm. So at a slew of just men, you know, over the years, I gravitated towards them. So whether it's high school, whether it's junior college or my actual college coach, they were my mentors. They were men. And that's exactly what I needed. I needed a man in my life, somebody who can see the potential and challenge me, someone who can call the king out of the kid. I'm always curious what people think makes a great coach. You know, water is water at 211 degrees. At 212 degrees, water boils. Boiling water has changed the world, as we know. Now, getting into the 212 is very difficult. You cannot do it by yourself. A coach 
whether they're aggressive or passive aggressive, their job is to push you into the 212 and have you live in the 212 as long as possible. That's it. Push you past yourself. That makes a great coach, whether it's with honey or with a stick. Because what else in our society does that? Your boss at work, he or she's going to work you to death, but now you have a coach and that person's like, listen, you're doing this the wrong way. Do it this way. And by the way, you can do more. Let's go. Think about all these athletes. All winners have coaches. Mm. Remember, I don't know if you remember, Kobe Bryant got rid of Phil Jackson, directly or indirectly, and I want to quote that, but he left for whatever reason. So I'm going to backtrack that. He left for whatever reason. They had to bring him back. Mm-hmm. As great as Kobe was, he needed a coach. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was uh, having dinner with a double dime in a multi-level marketing organization. Okay. And he's talking. He's like, you know, Sean, it's like talk, Sean, I speak to my coach who's a triple diamond. I speak to my coach every day. I heard Anthony Robbins say the same thing. You have to have it. You have to have it. I love it. I love the perspective. You know, I, I was talking to a guy named Florent Groberg. He won the, the Medal of Honor for his service in Afghanistan recently. And I asked him this question I kind of want to pose to you. I, I always want to know the down slope on someone's Disney story. And what I mean, like, is, is that critical point where things almost break. And, you know, Florent shared that for him, it was in ranger school. He said it was that going through that ranger training in the army, there was just a point where they just push you so far that even as athletic as he was, you just had to kind of come up with a mental game to not quit. Right. But I'm, I'm curious when in your life, when were you at, at a breaking point? When did you get pushed so much where that little voice in the back of your head started to say the things that you didn't want to listen to and maybe started to catch on. Going into the second year of my junior college, mm. you know, it was so easy to just give up. Think about it. You know, I had all the excuses. You know, I have the learning disabilities. I have this. My fleet are flat. I can't play football. I had all the excuses. And there's, there's no reason why I have to continue. I had the perfect out and everyone would, everyone would accept it. And it was at that moment when you push a little bit more is when you can get through that. There's been several moments like that. When I first took over the security firm and it just broke me and I wanted to quit. I was like, I'm done. Push past the moment, push past the moment, push past the breakdown. What I mean by that is when you lift weights, the purpose of lifting weights is to tear your muscles down. Then once you tear them down over the next day or so, they'll begin to build back even stronger tear them down. The challenge is, is that we don't want to be tore down. So we do so many things to hide into elixir and the cover and the mask and the pacify the pain. But when you allow life to break you down, boy, you come back so much stronger. Just go into it just a little bit with me, Sean, because I know there's a lot of people listening here that are probably in or around that point. When you're out of it, right, you can reflect and go, yeah, and you push through. In the moment, I mean, what are you what are you grasping for? I mean, is it a conversation with your wife and there's some encouragement there and encouragement in your social support network that, that helps you get through it? Is it this piece where you have a conversation with yourself at night when you can't sleep at 3 a.m.? I mean, when you kind of go into your head and you think of those breaking points, what's been that tool, that conversation, that support system? And maybe it's a little bit of everything 
that helps you flip over and decide that you push through? I'll tell you what, I have to be careful with this. Okay. The reason why is because the question that I've been asking myself and everyone should ask themselves is, are you hurt or are you injured? Okay. Hmm. If you're hurt, when we played football, if you're hurt, then you got to just tough it out. You got to fight through it. You got some aches and pains. You got to keep moving. If you're injured, well, then you got to allow the trainer to take your helmet and he will hold that helmet. And that signals without saying anything to the coach, it signals to the coach, you cannot go back in that game. You need to have somebody in your life when you're going through who is watching you to make the determination. Are you hurt or are you injured? Are you making critical decisions? You playing this game and you're injured? You can make some bad choices and bad decisions. Mm. As a leader, always have the ability to pull out the flag and say timeout. Mm-hmm. Timeout. And so what I is I use my speaking engagements as timeouts because I leave and then I may tap on an extra day and just lay in the hotel room, timeout. Yeah. Some of the, the most creative executives and leaders in terms of problem solving take time off because you, you almost have to, right? Whether that's a day, like to your point, but you've got to, yes. got to be able to pull yourself out of the weeds to be able to get that perspective. Yes. How do you keep yourself at this stage? We all go through different phases. You had the athlete, you know, pull yourself out and the IU and then go to the NFL. And that phase of your life, you're in this phase as CEO speaking now. And with each phase, I feel like there's a new vision that comes out of that. What's the vision at this stage of your life that compels you to stay motivated, even though you have a lot, you have, you have all the things that you, you didn't in the beginning of life. Um, that, that many would say, I'm successful. I can call it. I can sit down and spend way more than one night in a hotel room <laughs> and be comfortable. So um, what, what's the drive, Sean, that, that keeps you building and wanting to do more? First and foremost, hope this doesn't offend people. It's God. Hmm. It's God. It's Lord. I'm here for a season. I'm here for a reason. Number two is gratitude. Gratitude is important. It's like, you know, I've been given so much. I've been given so much to give. And to be a blessing. And you want to know the third one, which is, you know, it's kind of scary, but it's the truth. It's fear hmm. in the sense that you don't have to win all four quarters in life to win the game, but you can lose the game in the fourth. So you have to be diligent and you have to fight this thing all the way out. Cause there are a lot of people who get to the fourth quarter of life and lose. And I want at the end when it's zero, zero, zero on Aaron Sean Harper's life, I want it to be like, okay, he played the game and he died empty. It's all out of him. And I feel like part of what you're saying is also that idea that success is almost never owned. It's rented, right? And, and yes. the fear is if I stop paying the rent, yes, what might happen as a result? That's right. There is no such thing as retirement. Like, what is that? I'm not retiring. You know what the whole concept of retiring is, in my opinion? is when you're no longer productive. Mm-hmm. It's like our success is based off of production. Winning is based off of reproduction. And you can just unpack that forever. Winning is congruent with nature. You see an apple, it dies, it reproduces because seed is in the apple. Everything the apple needs is in the seed. The DNA of the caterpillar is in the butterfly. It's there. Transformation. Yes. 
you have to reproduce. You got to plant seeds and keep planting and keep planting and planting. That's your job. Love it. I, you know, you're with that vision. What with with all the things driving you at this stage. You know, one one question we ask almost every guest is, "What does a morning look like in Sean's shoes? Like, what's your ideal routine to to start your day off uh, in a way that's that makes you successful?" Okay, I'm gonna share this. Everyone has all the secrets, and you know, and you know, you take a cold shower, you get to the gym at five a.m. Positive affirmations. So I'm gonna get something real simple. My goal is to down within an hour, hour and a half, an entire gallon of water. Wow. In, in the first hour and a half of waking up? When you look at the benefits of water and what it does and how people aren't getting enough water and how they're drinking diuretics, with, you know, caffeine and everything, drinking water. I drink a gallon of water before the first hour, hour and a half of the day. It's gone. Wow. I've got to wrap my head around that one. <laughs> so here's the deal. Yeah, They say that you're supposed to drink half of your body weight in ounces. Okay. But I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> so that's 150 <laughs> ounces of water. I'm thinking that's right. That's <laughs> probably so, right. Yeah. It might not be a gallon for you. Let me clarify that. You'd be like falling around here crying and dying. and You know, <laughs> that's me. I'm a big boy. Big boy. 300 pounds. So 150 ounces for me, and I'm getting it done. Sean, this has been great. I've taken away a lot of good things. Uh, You have a book, The Winning Edge, American Services and Protection is your LLC. And then in addition, you also do some nonprofit work with, is it the King's Ransom Foundation? King's Ransom Foundation uh, is an amazing organization. Look it up, King's Ransom Foundation. Uh, 100% of every dime that comes in goes right back out for sexual trafficking, the whole nine yards. And the reason why I know this is because I sit on the board, so I know the numbers. That's wonderful. And then lastly, uh, Bridge Builders International, where you founded that as a speaking writing platform to help with business and corporate staff. A lot of the things we talked about today. That's it. And then also I have a non-for-profit up called Game Changers. And that's when I'm doing work with the youth and, and just changing the trajectory of people's lives at a young age. Yeah, I love that. Well, I appreciate you being on here, Sean, and great value, great lessons, and uh, just a great story. A lot of our listeners need to hear another story of someone who's had every challenge in the world and every reason not to, but did it anyway and did it incredibly well. And what a good speaker you are just from this interview. Really outstanding. Well, thank you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. And to stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and on Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. And thanks for listening. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the top trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashian. It'll find you the latest article and read them to you aloud. They have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast is on there too. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free at newsly, N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E.
or from the link in the description. Use promo code CATALYST and receive one month free premium subscription.